Hey everyone, and welcome to the Comicast. I'm your co-host Cody. Hey everyone, I'm Matt here, and we are glad you're joining us for another episode of the Comicast. That's right, Matt. It's where we dive into the lives of LGBT individuals whose crime cases have gone cold. Today, we're going to be talking about Lachey McLean. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to the Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome. We're glad you could join us for another episode. We're glad you came back for another week. We've been going for quite a while. I think we're like on, I don't know what episode we're on, 15, 16, something like that. I will check for you. I Ooh, actually have that information. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I'm at something Oh, just better. kidding. They're not numbered. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait, they are. I lied. 15. <laughs> oh, so this, 16. Is, this is episode 16. It looks like it. No? It's, some, it's something like that. I remember. It's actually like, closer to 17 because we did have uh, one episode we recorded, which was not related to a case. We recorded an office episode that we have not released yet. Yeah, it's like it's like in our vault, but that's for emergencies. But maybe we'll release it this week. I think we're probably going to release it uh, later this week. Uh, we normally release our like off topic stuff like on Fridays, but uh, I think we might release it a little early. Give something people to listen to on Friday because. You know, by Friday at this point in time, everybody's uh, working every from home. Friday. Oh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, most of us don't have jobs. <laughs> well, like, I, was, I was not wanting to be Debbie Downer, but. Uh, no, I think it's important to acknowledge it. I think we're all kind of like, it's one of those things we're all laughing. It's like, LOL, but laughing nervously because what the. F- <laughs> I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? And like most people, you know, that you work with or friends with probably are in industries that have been really hurt by all of yeah. this and everyone's just kind of in this weird bubble and like i was showing my friend gabe who is staying here right now he by the way i i think we mentioned maybe last week i'm not sure uh he'd come back from his tour on cats they like paused the tour because of the whole coronavirus thing and, and so that's another thing you know a lot of these we've mentioned like broadway stars and people who are involved in theater have lost their jobs or they're temporarily on hold because of this because you can't tour. But we had him here and he was in uh, quarantine for 14 days. We like basically locked him away. And you guys, didn't it looks like him. the ET house. I saw it pictures was the ET house. and I was, was like, my inspiration. I feel like I need to send a drone over there. And oh gosh. And then, um, so I'm aware of Cody. He, I know he gets anxious and, um, um, I'm we're good friends. So we we do have open dialogue about this. What was the other day? So the earthquake in San Diego. So I saw it on Twitter before I saw it in the news. I Googled it, made sure it was real, texted Cody, and then I didn't hear from you for like three hours. Usually we text it was each a other. While. So it's three, four hours and he hadn't texted me back. I'm like, David, I need to go rent a horse right across to San Diego and give him his annex because I don't I don't know what's going on over there. Um uh yeah, I um, there was apparently an earthquake a few days ago uh, last week, I think. Oh, uh, speaking of, uh, we mentioned this off camera, but um, I did get um, some more Xanax pills in. And, um, Bless that doctor. Yeah, I got to do With it. Uh, well, we did it through just email, but a lot of times right now they're doing it like virtual um appointments which is great but uh i loved it because this whole like talking about seamless situation not uh interacting with people right now uh i emailed her explained the situation she was like okay i'll fill a uh, prescription uh all in the app this is all happening in the app for my healthcare provider 
And as I go to the section that's pharmacy, I fill the prescription and have it mailed to the house. And then like uh, a few days later, it showed up in the mailbox. So the whole thing was seamless. Didn't have to interact with anyone. It got dropped off in my mail and I'm good to go. I haven't taken any yet. I'm using them for emergencies, but I'm glad I have some um, ready for when I'm feeling very anxious. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you and me were... I mean this with love, by the way. (laughs) You and me were talking about um, the ability for things right now. A, a lot of industries that weren't that way. There were a lot of industries that already had become like that as far as like seamless. I worked seamless. In um, uh, inter- basically, you're not having to interact with any person uh, except right. virtually. And so that brings us to the point we were talking about is that I had alcohol delivered to the house. And I sent Matt a picture just a minute ago. We just had it delivered today, actually. And I sent Matt a picture of the the alcohol that was delivered. I'm going to be posting it up on Twitter so you'll, you can check out. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so we bought the alcohol um, because I uh, started this series on YouTube, actually, uh, called Cocktails with Cody. Um, and what a neat name. <laughs> Isn't it the greatest name? How Matt, did you come up Matt with that? Helped me with the name. <laughs> Um, it goes with my whole series of things, travel with Cody, cooking with Cody. Everything is with Cody, basically. So we have cocktails with Cody. And I released my first episode this past Friday. I'm going to release them every Friday. And it's going to be like one of my favorite cocktails or a friend send me cocktails and ideas. I'll make the cocktails and show you how to make them and what to use and whatnot. And then everyone can enjoy their Friday, make some cocktails and enjoy the weekend. And as I said on the uh my uh video i was like you know just put in a little extra alcohol to the the recipe and i also said um everyone's working from home pretty much if you're able to you know if you're not if you're working grocery stores i salute you thank you if you're delivery drivers uh doing shipped instacart or any of those things i salute you and yeah thank you so much we had been talking about how we wanted to like set aside a time where we like have like a little virtual get together with everyone who wants to join us. And we just like talk about nonsense and nothing for like an hour or something. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll have to do that. Maybe everyone can make my cocktail that I made last week. Uh, it was a, uh, tequila twist on a mint julep. It was really nice. I, Cody's videos are so cute. Cause you guys, he's so adorable and I love your kitchen. So, you know, and of course your camera quality is really good. And, um, <laughs> So, you know, you're just, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, Cody is so adorable. <laughs> Did I tell you that a mutual um, thought you were my husband? Like for real, for real? No. I'm, speaking no. of, uh, sorry, th- this was a rather strong drink David made me. I think this was like a triple, but, um. He's just trying to get you drunk. Uh, yeah. I had a really bad week. So he's like, here you go. You fix. <laughs> um, yeah. One of, uh, a friend didn't realize that, um, that you weren't David essentially. And they're like, the person's like, wait, who's Cody? I'm like, no, Cody's the, my co-anchor. Like we're, we're equals here. Um, you guys can't see it, but I'm kind of talking with my hands and, uh, and Cody's laughing at me, <laughs> but yes, it was quite funny to try to explain. Um, like, no, no, Cody's just, we're just friends, but he's my work <laughs> husband because I had to be funny. So we'll leave it at that. Um, Coming up next, we're going to be talking about our case today. Uh, Not a lot of information on it like some of our um, previous episode, um, but we will be talking about Lachey McLean coming up next. 
Okay, everyone, we are back here. <laughs> okay, everyone, we are back. And as I said, mentioned a minute ago, um, there's not like a lot of information on um, the case we're going to be talking about today. Um, our episode last week, there also was not a lot of information on her case. Uh, obviously, these two cases are cold cases. And um, there's just not a lot of information that happened at the time. Uh, it's one of those things that... Uh, there could be a lot of crime happening in the area. And so certain stories just aren't picked up as far as news reports and news articles are concerned. And obviously in this case, that's probably what is happening. It's a metro area uh, and there happens to be a lot of crime in these areas. So not every story is going to get picked up. Uh, you would think in some cases, these stories would be getting picked up because um, all of these cases are occurring in like the, the DC metro area. Um, so the one last week, the one we're talking about, and there's going to be a few more we're going to be talking about, and they all happen in the DC metro area. Um, so you would think that uh, a lot of trans murders happening would pique uh, news interest, but as we've talked about in our media episode, um, it doesn't bring a lot of uh, viewers attention, so it's not going to get any buzz really, unfortunately. And, um, but even at that, there just already is going to be a lot of crime happening in metro areas. So your New Yorks, your Chicago's, your L.A.'s. And so uh, there's just not a lot of crime is covered. You know, you're going to like cover something briefly if you do cover it. But other than that, there's not going to be a lot of coverage happening just because there's just a lot of stuff going on in metro areas. And there's a lot of crime going on. So you just don't cover a lot of those things. But in this case, um, we're talking about. Uh, Lachey uh, McLean, and um, she was fatally shot in nor North DC uh, neighborhood. And so, Matt, like as we've talked about, the these episodes are really heartbreaking because um, a lot of times their friends and their families have no um, recourse from these situations. You know, there's never any like finality to to their deaths because we're living in this like realm of a cold case where we don't know who did it. And, and as far as we know, there's not even a lot of information or things police are pointing to, to even kind of move us any further past the point of that. She was just murdered. That's correct. And one of the stressors that is always here is the lack of information because we never know truly what um, the police, what information the police might have that can't be made public. But as we spoke about last week, um, you know, that case happened in 2000. This one happened in 2011. There are another 10 or so just right off the top of my head. I can think of that. I can remember them making the news like in smaller publications briefly on the nightly news, you know, in my, I used to live just outside of DC during the time frame of some of these. And I remember I used to work just outside of, uh, this these areas so i watched the news around them because it affected my work and everything um but we have almost no information and a lot of times these are very young people you know so they might be in a period of time where they're kind of estranged from their families but they haven't moved on you know that kind of period of time where a lot of people 18 to 25 or you know they've moved away from home they're kind of reestablished, but they probably aren't married yet they haven't built up you know, they haven't had children, they haven't built a, a family, a new family of their own. So we don't really have a lot to search on. We don't have a lot. What is it released? And we don't know if the families were maybe not accepting of them. Maybe they weren't comfortable releasing information. Maybe the police told them, hey, don't release anything because we're looking at this, this and this. So 
you don't want to point fingers because you you don't know. And two, you also don't want to re-victimize the family by saying, well, why isn't anybody talking about them? Yeah. Well, we don't know. Maybe they were perfectly accepting of this person, but they can't release information and they might be grieving and not be ready to talk about it. And I think you also have to give them that space too, because we don't, we just don't know. Yeah. And so uh, in the, in the case of Lachey, um, on Wednesday, July 20th, um, 2011, at approximately 426, uh, there were uh, a, a report of a shooting that happened um, in the northeast area of D.C. Um, upon the arrival at the scene, uh, firefighters and EMS uh, found a victim that was suffering from an apparent gunshot wound. Uh, they immediately transported that victim to the local hospital. But unfortunately, um, as we know, Lachey did not make it and was pronounced dead there at the hospital. Um, initial, um, some reports, um, coming out were that, um, there was a d- identified as 23 year old miles McLean and miles obviously is Lachey. And as we've, we've talked about in the, in many episodes, and we talked about more specifically in the media examination episode is that sometimes these reports are just putting out the information that they have. So in this case, they probably had a driver's license up on their body. And so that is the information that was initially reported um, as being miles. And so no fault of their own, obviously it's, it's a good thing these days now in, in many locations that people are able to change their driver's license to the name that they want on their driver's license, not the one giving it, given at birth. Um, and so in this case, um, that might have been the case, but they, in, in, um, subsequent, um, articles, they did correct that as to Lachey McLean. Um, but one of the things that I think when I was reading about this, that is just like incredibly crazy to me is that in any of these cases, whether it's be a car accident or like murders and different things, people set up little memorials. And, you know, they bring flowers and bears and candles and whatnot. But there was a little memorial set up for Lachey. And um, turns out someone went and burned it, like set it all on fire. And all that remained was like charred flowers and some parts of a teddy bear. And, you know, that that has to be hurtful, too, because you have, you know, people who are mourning the death of Lachey and they come out, you know, and set up some candles and some flowers and, you know, leave their memories there. And it's a place that people can kind of gather and just like, like be able to like let out their emotions and to have someone come through and just like set it all on fire. is just a really, um, really, really horrible thing. And at the time, uh, the police department was also going to investigate, uh, the burning of the memorial as a, as a hate crime, um, due to the fact that, um, Lachey was uh trans and it's hard to know you know when things like you know burning a memorial it's hard to know if it was you know personal and had nothing to do with a person whether you know if they were trans or part of the lgbt community or if it was just somebody being kind of a troll you know kind of a crime of opportunity um or it just was an anti uh trans attack you know, it was meant to be, you know, an additional swipe. It's it's really hard to know. It's hard not to take it more personal, because even if it's just somebody that's being um, for lighter terms, a troll. That's still awful. That's an awful thing to do. And, you know, again, just puts the friends and family through so much more hell. 
after already having to deal with what's happened to their loved one and then to turn around and be, you know, see that that's just awful. And then, you know, here we are. Um, it would be almost nine years later. We have very little information to go on. And, but you know, it's not unheard of for crimes to be solved 10, 15, 20 years later, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, in any of these cases, cold cases, there's always the opportunity and chances for new information to come to light, um, new, new evidence to come to light. Um, we, we talked about in episodes in the past and we, uh, talked about it in a lot in an episode that we haven't released yet when we're talking about mine and yours personal DNA and talking about, uh, the golden state killer here in California and how DNA and advancements in current DNA technology led to the arrest of him. Um, so there's always the chance and the opportunity that new evidence will come to light. Updated um, technologies can provide new insight into crimes in these cases. And, you know, we always hold out for hope that something can be found out and new information can come out. Of course, as always, people ask if you have information that you contact um, the D.C. Crime Stoppers and help out in this particular case or any of those cases that are occurring there in um, the Washington, D.C. metro area. But, you know, it, it... rings true in any of these cases because you know these are all cold cases that we talked about but there are current cases that are happening with the lgbt community that are happening on a daily basis throughout the country and uh they always are relying on people who may know something or be involved in something to to let people know to get that information out there so whether it be a cold case or whether it be a current case it's always important if you do have that information or information that could lead to evidence being found that you go ahead and speak out if possible. Um, it's a great thing for you to do, but it's also a great thing, obviously, um, to help out these um, potential family members if they are in good standing with these individuals who may be in the crimes, but also their friends and family um, who who do have close relationships with them. Um, so in this case, we have Liz Shea McLean, um, obviously not a lot of information, but um, information nonetheless um, that is important to get out there. As always, we do encourage you to listen to other episodes of the Comicast, and you can learn stories of some of those forgotten cases that we have talked about. Also, you can find out more about them on our website, thecomicast.com. We always encourage you to head over there and check out lots of the other content we have available. They can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at the Comacast. We do love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. Yes. And thank you listeners. And thank you for writing and reviewing this podcast, wherever you get your podcast that does, does help us uh, let other people find it. Right. We actually, we really, really appreciate when you rate and review us and be sure to hit that subscribe button. So you can get to that next episode until next time. Thank you for listening. See you next time.